Welcome back to another episode of Rob and Darren Made a Podcast, the longest-running episodic movie review show in RadMap history. Or at least since we recorded the pilot back way back whenever it was. January, possibly? Yeah, maybe. Uh, new episodes are released every Thursday at 5pm and made available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, plus anywhere else you can find them. Uh, supplying us with our film fix is former Arkham Asylum inmate Monotone Matt, and he's burdened with the glorious purpose of selecting all the movies we watch. Uh, Matt helps us through our journey from A to Z, and all films selected must be available on either Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, or Netflix, and they can't be movies that Darren and myself have previously seen. <laughs> we'll come on to that. Today you join us at P for Prisoners, the 2013 film directed by Dennis Villeneuve, Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. There's a, there's a, it's Jack Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal to the rest of us. Hugh Jackman and Viola Davis, of course. As usual, there will be spoilers in this episode. Coming up, the quiz show without a name returns. We have the, our brand new feature where we basically look at film critics about what they're saying about the film and we uh, go to task on them. And Darren and myself will be sharing our thoughts on the story... Oh, this is last week's copy I've got here. It's not the story of three convicts on the run. No, this is Prisoners. I'll just cut to Darren. Hi, hello. How you doing, Rob? Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, but as usual, first this week, we're going to start with the latest news coming out of Hollywood and beyond. With me, your international man of movies, your king of cool blimey, Rob, hit that jingle. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Right, this week um, is, is very Marvel heavy this week. Um, you know me and you are big Marvel fans. Um, and we start with... Um, Black Panther, uh, the sequel, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Tinoch Huerta, I think I've um, probably butchered his name there, is rumoured as Namor for the Black Panther sequel. Uh, beyond the fact that Ryan Coogler is once again writing and directing and that we know several of the cast will return, information is actually thin on the ground at this point regarding the follow-up. Um, yet some information might just have escaped Marvel's energy shield, as the Illuminerdi is reporting that Tinoch Huerta who had previously been cast in the film, is playing iconic Marvel character Namor the Submariner. The Submariner, even. Namor. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, take this with a pinch of salt. Nothing has been confirmed yet. Um, but uh, this has been hinted in the MCU for quite a few years now, actually. Um, not at the least of which the... Um, sorry, a big hint came in Endgame when Danai Gurira's Okoye character mentioned in Endgame that Wakanda had detected... A, had detected an earthquake off the coast of Africa, which may have taken a subtle tease for Namor's future appearance in the MCU. Son of an Atlantean princess and sailor, Namor the Submariner rose to become king of the aquatic city and defends it against intruders while, hoping shore, while hopping shoreside to occasionally fight crime and generally save the world with his superhuman strength, a la any other superhero. Uh, moving on from uh, Black Panther, Loki. So, um, tenuous link to films. This is actually Loki comes out... Uh, Wednesday, we're recording this, this comes out tomorrow, um, but apparently uh, Loki will have a bigger impact on the MCU than any of the other shows so far, says Kevin Feige. Uh, between WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's clear that Marvel's Disney Plus shows aren't a side attraction in the MCU, they're fully fleshed out stories that take on just as much narrative weight as the main movies. Just with longer runtimes, episodic presentation and the opportunity for undeserved characters to have more time to shine. Uh, next up is Loki, uh, the god of mischief himself, being played by Tom Hiddleston, whose anomalous Loki variant from Avengers Endgame is about to get caught up in the gears of Time Bureaucracy Organisation, the TVA. Uh, with a time-hopping plot and an alternative universe Loki at its heart, you'd be forgiven thinking that Loki will be largely standalone adventure away from the main events of the MCU, but not so. According to head honcho Kevin Feige, it's tremendously important. It perhaps will have more impact on the MCU than any of the shows thus far. Uh, moving away from MCU now. Uh, Rob, you'll like this one. Disney designing a Cruella sequel already. Loved the first one. So good. Yeah, you said last week, didn't you? Yeah. 
Um, with Disney's Cruella showing solid legs at the cinema and via its dual release on Disney+, Plus, it's perhaps not all that surprising that The Mouse House is considering a sequel. The Hollywood Reporter has learned that both director Craig Gillespie and co-writer Tony McNamara are expected to return for the follow-up. It's still early days, however, and things could still change, but with the first film earning more than $48.5 million after two weekends on release, and the added boost of streaming service release, the odds are very much in its favour. Uh, what do you think of that? You did, like you say, you did like that last one, didn't you? Delighted with that, yeah. I think uh, Emma Stone put in a fantastic performance as a young Cruella, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. But they did tease 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that at is the very end. Quickly. Yeah, Sorry, that Ron. really got out of hand fast. We'll let Ron finish and then I've got yeah. a couple of birthdays. Come on, Ron. Off you go. Boom. So, um, sticking with the MCU theme, I've got three birthdays. Three MCU alumni, all with their birthdays on June the 13th. So, Captain America himself, original Captain America, Chris Evans, will be 40 on the 13th of June. No. Kat Dennings, who plays Darcy, will be 35. I didn't realise she was that old, actually. Well, that's aye, not old. Obviously, she's a lot younger than me, but she's 35. <laughs> yeah. Cheeky, yeah. Um, and then Stellan Skarsgård, um, who plays Eric Selvig in the Thor films um, and a couple of the uh, other films, he will be 70. So all three of them, all Marvel characters, all have their birthday on June the 13th. Happy birthday to all of those. Old bootstrap Bill Turner from yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. From Pirates, yeah. yeah. William. My son, yeah. <laughs> oh. And he's in Mamma Mia as well, isn't he? And a couple of other things. As if you know that. You don't watch musicals. Well, no, but when I was searching up exactly who he was and what he'd been in and things, it, it tells me. You see, I do do my research, Rob. Oh, I'm quite impressed. Yeah, you did a top job this week. And not to say that previous weeks are not so good, but <laughs> this week, it's like, it's, it's not Rob and Darren made a podcast, is it? It's Darren made a podcast. Backhanded compliment, maybe? Don't know. I'll no, take it, whatever. You've, you've found your voice. <laughs> Congratulations, uh... I am happy. Very happy. Cheers, bro. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad you're here. And if you'd like to contact the show, simply drop us a message on Twitter at Radmap. At, at Radmap? No, yeah, that's not it. Team is Radmap. It? Darren, what's our handle? Uh, uh, team Radmap. Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? Team but, uh, Radmap. We better give this to someone who can uh, use their mouth properly. Oh, God, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> that sounds really weird, doesn't it? Uh, let's hear from Tom Hardy's biggest fan because it's time to hear from Monotone Matt. What's your question this week? Hello, Robbie Kins. Hello, Darren. I hope you're both keeping well. So this week, you watched the 2013 film Prisoners, which is available on Netflix, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. Who is your favourite? Jake Gyllenhaal or Hugh Jackman? I'm going to start off by saying I've got a bit of a man crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, sorry, Rob, I know you don't like the word man crush, but I used it. So there. Tough. You either like it or lump it. All right, I hope you have a good one, and I'll speak to you soon, lads. I swear he becomes a cray twin at the end of these clips these days. <laughs> if you don't like it, lump it. All right, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Uh, Robbie Kins. Yeah, we have pet <laughs> names for each other. Boo-boo. I'm going to call him Boo-Boo. <laughs> hey, Boo-Boo. Hey, Boo-Boo. Um, so is he asking us who we fancy, or is he asking us which actor we prefer? I, I, from what I can gather from that, it's which actor we prefer. All right, then. Uh, I'll let you go first. Does that to give you thinking time? <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. Ah, you already know, okay, all right, then. Um, yeah, 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 I can answer that easily. I'm going to say for you it's Hugh Jackman. Okay. Why are you going to say that? Because he's your typical masculine action hero, <laughs> whereas uh, Jake's a bit more precious. Yeah, Jake's a bit more precious. Um, you're, you're right. Oh, I am. Am I? Yeah, oh. it, yeah. It is, it is. Um, it is good old huge. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Uh, but I just, I just like him in everything he's been in, you know, from obviously Wolverine, all the X-Men movies, as much as some of those movies aren't particularly good, I think he's really good in it. Uh, Van Helsing, he's been in. Oh, no. Um, no. This, sadly, annoyingly, I'm going to have to admit that I kind of almost like another um, musical because he's brilliant in The Greatest Showman. And what a voice, by the way. <clears throat> um, 
<clears throat> Sorry, Matt. Anyway, moving on Dallin quickly from that. protest that he doesn't like musicals, yet each week, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like that one. Ah, someone's playing too hard to be masculine, I think, aren't Yeah, yeah, we, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, also, Swordfish, one of my favourite films. Wow. Um, quite an early film film. Was that well. like really a 2000s that film? Sorry? Is that early 2000s? Uh, it is 2001. Wow, that seems like that's a lifetime ago now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I'm going to have to go for Jake. Right, okay. Don't get me wrong, I like Hugh Jackman. Uh, his best performance as uh, Wolverine was in Logan, I felt. Um, but... Yeah, very much, definitely. He's not very the right... He wasn't the right actor to begin with to be Wolverine. And I say that with the greatest, bleh, with the greatest respect, because Wolverine is a short, stocky, hairy, Tasmanian devil of a character. And Hugh Jackman's just too pretty. He's too oh, pretty. I wouldn't call him pretty. I wouldn't say he's pretty. Oh, he's got a rugged charm about him. Into, um, Ruggedly handsome, yes. Pretty, no. Well, you've obviously not seen the bromance between old Deadpool and old Wolverine, have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, they're brilliant. They're little clips they put on Twitter and Instagram. Very funny. Uh, because I am a massive MCU fan, I'm going to have to go with Jake because um, of his portrayal of of Mysterio in Far From Home. And well, he does a really fascinating uh, role where he plays a, a, a video journalist. So he captures images of people in their worst positions possible uh, for ratings and for money and success in a film called Nightcrawler, which is really good. I recommend going to see that if you haven't already um, but what were you going to say, Darren, before I interrupted you? Um, I was going to say, um, yeah, Jack, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I've literally just come off watching Sp uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And obviously he's Mysterio in that. Um, I was going to mention it a little bit further in the podcast. But it, it, it two, the, the two roles, Mysterio in that and then um, Detective Loki. Um, two, chalk and cheese. Two completely different characters. Um, and he just he did plays them both really really well. To be fair, really really well. He does have amazing hair in this film. Yeah, yeah. Apart from when the curls at the front hang down a little bit when he's a bit annoyed, that that annoys me about people with hair like that. But then it might just annoy me because he's got hair. You don't have hair for any listeners who've never seen your face. Not on my head. Is it? Uh, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you <laughs> where else you are follically challenged. Um, also. Hugh Jackman's Pops. character has a has a goatee. Uh, I'm yeah, not, I'm not a fan of that kind of facial hair. Fair enough. You have a full-on yeah. Henry VIII-style beard right now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, so yeah. we're good. We're good, right? Um, so let's talk about prisoners then. Yes. Uh, how far would you go to protect your family? Keller Devon, a Dover even, is facing every parent's worst nightmare. His six-year-old daughter, Anna, is missing, together with her young friend, Joy. And as minutes turn to hours, panic sets in. The only, le the, uh, the only lead is a dilapidated RV, baking, a Baking Bad, that's a, that's a spin-off no one wants, isn't it? A Breaking Bad-esque <laughs> style RV that had been earlier parked in their street. Heading the investigation, Detective Loki arrests its driver, Alex Jones, played by Paul Dano. But a lack of evidence forces his release. As the police pursue multiple leads and pressure mounts, knowing his child's life is at stake, the frantic Dover decides he has no choice but to take matters into his own hands. But just how far will this desperate father go to protect his family? Um, first thoughts, Darren? Um, I liked it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, it was a bit of a hard watch at times because... It, it you know it cuts a bit deep, a bit close to home. What with a nine-year-old daughter, it's like crikey, If that was me, what on earth would I be like? And I, I do I do wonder the depths I would go to if that was me. If that if I if I was Keller Dover, what would I do? Would I do similar? Would I have the balls to do what he did? Yeah, it was it was a, it, I really really enjoyed it. But th throughout the whole thing, I was like crikey, If that was me, what would I do here? And if that was me, what would I do? And what would be going through my head? Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great film, to be fair. I know you quite well, and I don't think you'd rest. Uh, nor should you rest. 
I think you'd go full throttle. Yeah, but does that then mean there's a bit of an inner psycho in me? I'd like to think I was a bit too nice to be an inner, have an inner psycho that would... But To quote the great man. Heath Ledger's Joker, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. And I do believe there is a psycho in all of us. A tiny, tiny little psycho. You know the psycho that says, you know what, we, sh- we can beat this car in front of us. Let's put our foot down a bit more. We could, that's a bit yeah. psycho, isn't it? Well, it's <laughs> psycho, competitive, aggressive. You just described Lewis Hamilton there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure he's a psycho, but yeah. Are you kidding Certainly me? Did you see driver. when he's not doing F1 driving? Do you know what he does in his spare time? No. He jumps out of planes. Does he? Yeah. He's got it down. Like He's a, yeah, what do, what do they call it? A plane? I've forgotten. Daredevil. Yeah, he's a daredevil. He does backflips. Yeah, adrenaline junkie. That's the one. He does backflips out of planes and stuff like that. Yeah. The man's a oh, nutter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are we allowed to say nutter? Is that not PC these days? Are we about to be cancelled? I don't know. <laughs> is anything PC these days? I don't know. I don't even know if saying PC is PC these days. It's just a... <laughs> it's, um, so the unique selling point of this podcast is that we watch films that we've never seen before. Uh, however, I have a confession. I'll be honest because I'm a really bad liar. If I tell a lie, I have to tell the truth a few moments later. I'm really bad at it. Uh, so straight from the opening line of this film, when old raspy-voiced Hugh Jackman utters these words, "Oh Father, who art in heaven," it suddenly came flooding back to me that I have, in fact, already seen this film. How dare you! I broke our USP. How dare you! It's not. It's not the end of the world because I obviously haven't seen it. So one I'm of so us sorry. Has. I'm sorry. But man, I've seen it already. The thing is. The trouble is, you did realise, but by this time, I was already at least, well, I was about halfway through it, and I didn't really have time to sit down and start watching a new one anyway, so, you know, we'll let you off this week, Rob, we'll let you Thank off this you week, so just much. don't do it again. I'm sorry, I've, I've let you down, I've let Matt down, I've let our seven listeners down. This this isn't the first time, either, because... It's not. Q, when Q comes around, we were going to watch A Quiet Place, until you suddenly realised that you'd actually watched that as well. To be honest, so I that forgot, would have been two. I hadn't actually realised that you and Matt had actually messaged me that. It went straight over my head. It's like, huh? Did they? When did that happen? Okay. I really want to watch Quiet Place as well. Well, I haven't seen. Anyway. I haven't seen Quiet Place too, but that's not on Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, or Netflix. So that's out the bag, out the window, even. No, oh, yeah, that won't be around for a while. I wouldn't have thought, will it? No. Um, what other cues were they? I can't remember now. Quadrophenia. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quantum of Solace. I've seen that. It's a Bond one, that isn't it? That is a Bond. No, one. sorry, is that a Jason Bourne film? No. <laughs> just trying what? to just trying to scratch your annoyances. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Yeah. Um, it's not a very good Bond film, admittedly, but it is a Bond film. Yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? It's one of the worst ones. Yeah, I, th- I think oh, I've seen Skyfall. Yeah. But yeah, Quantumus, Quantumus, I think I've seen Skyfall, but Quantum of Solace is probably my, not Quantum, ugh, Casino Royale is probably my favourite of the uh, Daniel Craig movies. I was going to say Craig, David. Uh, yes, yeah, It's, it's really tough. Casino and Skyfall are very, 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 very good. They're possibly my two favourite Bond films ever. How does that intro, the song go to that again? I can't remember. Which one? The Skyfall song. How does that go? Uh, I, I, at this very moment in time, I can't remember at all. Can you know who sings it? Who is it sung by? Adele sings it, but I'm really sorry I couldn't sing it back to you because I just cannot remember the words. Oh, Matt, I was so close. I was thinking, yeah, he's not going to realise. I'm going to try and get him to sing, but I was expecting a when the sky falls from him. But we got we got nothing. 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 One day nothing. we will get you to sing on pod. Maybe. Well, make make noises on pod. Singing is a bit, you know. You could. <laughs> <laughs> How does the uh, Bond theme go? What Bond film? I've never heard it. The, you've never heard the Bond theme ever? No, no not a clue. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, touche. Ironically, we're playing poker ourselves now, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> I always fast forward to the start of the film, you see. So, you've, you know. you've never heard the... What, a cat screaming? <laughs> no, that, that's that's Bond. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bond. Is there a bird outside or something screaming at me? I'd... Funny noise. Not going to do it again. Anyway, so <laughs> in Prisoners, Paul Dano, uh, on the row actually, he admits to being attracted to this 
for these sort of characters with learning difficulties, screaming nonsensical ranting, and says he draws on his own personal and private experiences to perfect to perfect these reoccurring roles. Um, recurring roles, even. Which is why I can't wait to see his portrayal of the Riddler in the new Batman movie. Paul Dano told Playlist that Matt Reeves' script is a potentially really powerful one. There was a point, he's his slightly psycho, and it was him, it was a line that he said, that Alex Jones said, not far into the film, that really, really... I, I liked it anyway, I was already in, but he'd said a line that really, really hooked me in at that point. It was, they didn't cry until I left mm. them. Just to clarify to anyone who's confusing Alex Jones for the one-show presenter, <laughs> that's not who we're talking about, okay? Not Welsh, Alex no. Jones, no. Not the dancer and the TV presenter. No, this is a psycho, Alex Jones. Oh, well, I haven't seen her outside of the show, so I don't know. Anyway, that's not the right person. We're talking about Alex Jones, played by Paul Dano in Prisoners. Um, yeah, he's going to be really good in Batman as the Riddler, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I thought he was amazing in this as well. His portrayal of a psycho. Every time I say psycho, I hear the chords of Muse going... Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, he's so good. He's got this... Obviously, part of the film, it plays up that he's got this childlike innocence about him. And yes. The way he just dismisses what the adults are saying to him because he doesn't understand is amazing. It looks like he's just giving them the coldest stare, but he doesn't comprehend the situation that he's in. And they don't get that. That's what I thought. How did you feel yeah. like that? He was... He was obviously linked to it in some way. It's like, like I texted you, didn't I? I kind of figured out who it was and how it was done. Or who, who who abducted the kids. He was definitely linked to it in a certain point. But he was just too... Innocent's not the right word at all. But his mentality, his intelligence, his... Like they said, he's got the mentality of a 10-year-old or something. He just, he just wasn't clever enough to figure it out, to sort it all out. But, um, yeah, he did it really well. I thought he was brilliant, to be fair. How would you compare him to uh, Lenny in Of Mice and Men? Oh, well, I, haven't, I haven't seen Of Mice and Men in a long time. But yeah, similar characters because Lenny had a very low IQ, didn't he? Mm. But he, um, he did love baby animals. <laughs> a bit too much. He's a bit heavy-handed there. Well, Alex Jones didn't love baby animals because he tortured the dog, didn't he? Just, just another little thing they dangled in there. Psychopaths and people like that and serial yeah. killers have a past or a habit of hurting animals yeah they say it's a gateway so you for kind of start to think oh, yeah it can't be him he's, he's he's only he's got the mentality of a 10 year old he doesn't know what he's doing he wouldn't be clever enough and then he goes and does that and you think oh actually could it be him mm. there's just loads of little little things here and there that they just chucked in that just just had your head spin you, you just just having to think a little bit you had to figure things out it was it was brilliant really really good really really good this film I agree with you. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. This is a good film. It's a really good film and one that I would put on in our top five of films you should watch from our podcast. You should go and watch this film. It's really, really good. Yeah. So so good you've even seen it twice. It's so good I want to see the same thing twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a throwback to... Uh, oh, what are they called? Real Big Fish, yeah. Great band. One of my favourite bands that I've seen live. And I saw them with Monotone Matt, actually. Really good. Um, Never heard of them. Obviously, you don't listen to good music. You like <laughs> you like um, Cotton-Eyed Joe, don't you? No. You like uh, When the Smurfs Go Pop. Never heard it. You like the B-52s, Bedrock, whatever it's called. Some, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Um, you like Aqua Barbie Girl? No, I don't like Barbie Girl, but they do do a ballad that I really do like, and I can't think what it's called off the top of my head. Are you aboard the Venga bus? No. <laughs> Is that where you draw the line? Pretty much. Uh, in this film, Darren, uh, three of the actors have starred in Marvel movies. Can you name all the actors and the characters they play? Yeah, easy. Um, Hugh Jackman obviously plays Wolverine. Yes. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, as already mentioned, plays Mysterio in Spider-Man. Yes. And then you're thinking I'm going to I'm going to um, trip up on the last one, aren't you? 
Obviously but not no. now, because you're full of confidence here. This, this would have been a great question, and not the fifth question in the quiz where I could get it all. But yeah, Terence Howard, who played Franklin Birch, plays the initial Rowdy, sorry, Roddy, in um, Iron Man. Close, Roddy. Roddy, yeah. Roddy, Rowdy. James Anyway, he's Rhodes, him in yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Do you know why he didn't come back? No, but he missed out on a hell of a role there, didn't he? Well, he he reports that he didn't come back because Robert Downey Jr. was offered more money than he was. What? Hang on. He didn't come back because the main character in the film was offered more money than just a backup actor. Well, That's there's, unbelievable. There's also a ru- added rumours of that, that uh, some of his pay went to RDJ in that movie, hence his lower salary. I don't know how true that is. Unbelievable. That's like me saying, yeah, Tottenham, I'll come and be Harry Kane's backup, but, you know, I want the same money as Harry Kane, because, you know... Yeah, but at this rate, just just, it'll just be you, won't it? Because Harry Kane's going to go to Manchester United. Possibly. Moving on. <laughs> Let's not depress ourselves with football. Uh, actually, actually, I'm not depressed at all. I'm a Cambridge United fan, and we got promoted to League One, and we signed Lloyd Jones today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, defender. Reece from Hoolahan. That's a great signing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, off track Get now. Mullin. <laughs> so you've got goals. Yeah, uh, it's going to be like Asgard. And I've only said that so I can segue this in, so I can shoehorn this in. Um, segue. I can't wait for Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Oh. We're, 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 we are recording this on Tuesday, and Loki premieres premieres on Disney Plus tomorrow, Wednesday. So if you watch this, you, this is coming out. Oh, it's confusing. Isn't it? This comes out on Thursday. So the premiere was yesterday. Wasn't that first episode amazing? Oh, I can't wait to see what they do in episode two. Give me more. <laughs> yeah, I think I've covered all that. I'm a real, I'm a real quandary with this. That's a big word for you. I desperately, sharp now. <laughs> I desperately, desperately cannot wait to see this. But having watched Wanda weekly and having watched Falcon and Winter Soldier weekly, and kind of wishing I'd both left them and binged watched them, part of me is thinking: Do I leave Loki for six weeks and binge watch Loki, or do I watch it weekly and just go mad for a week until the next one's on? What are you going to do? Stay off social media? Because it'll all be over Oh, no, that. absolutely not. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> but have, just, yeah. But social media is part of the problem. If I don't watch it, I'll find out what happens. I'm going to sound really old now, but I do miss a time when social media didn't exist. Oh, oh yeah. The easy life that was, wasn't it? Yes. So as yeah. we mentioned, Loki, that uh, kicks off yesterday, tomorrow, wherever the hell you are. Um this follows Thor's unruly brother as he pops up throughout human history as an unlikely influencer on historical events. This is made possible by the starring the version of Loki from the Avengers Endgame timeline, where he escaped custody with the Tesseract, enabling him to interfere with human history via his own means of time travel. Um, so it's kind of like an alternate universe, isn't it? I kind of mentioned it in the film. It's, it's yeah, an it's, alternate yeah, universe, Loki, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to his uh, relationship with Mobius, played by Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Owen Wilson. I think he's great. It's nice to see Owen Wilson doing a... There's a candle on the downstairs toilet. Him playing a different character, not just a rom-com love interest or something. Yeah, Doofus in every film he played. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait But I think it'd be good. I mean, I wonder if this is what Kevin Feige was saying, like I mentioned in the news. Because it is an alternate universe, is it going to tie in with... Um, the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange. That's what they say. They also say the same thing mm-hmm. about WandaVision and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's all leading up to yeah. uh, oh God, Doctor Strange in multiverse of madness. Yeah. Aye. That's the Yorkshire Aye. version anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to appear on the show, why not send us a voice message to teamradmap at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Here at Rob and Darren Made a Podcast, we watch movies because they're often great entertainment. But we don't get paid to review these word by word. However, these people do. Here's what the critics said about Prisoners. So we start with Yasser Medina of Cinema Aficionados, and uh, they comment, Prisoners is an absorbing thriller that knows how to channel the emotional energy of its characters once they are cornered by the heartbreaking narrative maze that it possesses. Darren, you already mentioned this. You kind of agree with that, don't you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That might be the first time that we've done um, 
what the critics said and actually agree with what the critics said because normally it's a load of old tosh, isn't it? Well, well we think it's a load of old oh, tosh. Oh, I've got one of those coming up. Yeah, don't worry, that, that's in here. <laughs> um, so what you mentioned that parts of this film really resonated with you. Was there one part of the film that really triggered you more than the mo- the rest of it? Which is, it's it's the daughter not coming back. We're, we're at this stage now with a nine-year-old that she wants to go out and do things and sort of go to the park with her friends and, and walk to her friend's house, you know, a few streets away. And it's like... Sorry, I, I love that no, ice cream van and just went by as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the lore, isn't like it? We've, yeah. we've got to let her go, and it's not her we don't trust. It's other people, it's other people yeah. out there that you don't yeah. trust. You, you know, I don't doubt that she'll come back if it was all down to her, she'd come back on time and be good. But you don't know what other people are out there and what other people are thinking. That, that's kind of horrible. And then it is just like, what on earth, if that was me, mm. would I just crawl up in a corner and just drink and drink and drink myself into oblivion? Or would I go psycho and try and figure out what happened? It's got, yeah, uh, I don't have any jokes. It's just, that's kind of very serious. So... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just uh, move on to the next uh, critics review. Um, so Kate Stables of Sights and Sounds adds, uh, this is a well-honed thriller, occasionally idols under Villeneuve's dark character studies, but the director's powerfully imposed mood of dread elevates what otherwise might have been just a superior police procedural. Uh, I feel like... Hugh Jackman really channels what you've just said about what would you do if your little one was taken away? And he goes all out. He goes beyond being an anti-hero. He goes to essentially becoming a criminal himself in his pursuit of his own justice. I mean, you don't... Yeah. You have an assumption that someone has done something, but you don't have the evidence to back it up. And you need concrete evidence before you can go torturing someone. I mean, you shouldn't yeah, really be yeah. torturing anyone in the first yeah, place. You, but you, you can't just kidnap somebody on the whim and think, "Oh, you've had something to do with it. I'll beat it out of you." Because yeah. if I've suddenly decided to... you're to blame, here's what's going to happen yeah. to you. You don't get to be judged during mean, executioner. But I did think Hugh Jackman's portrayal of that man so desperate, he's willing to do anything he can to find his little girl and her friend. There was also, I thought, there's, there's a kind of a dark very serious side to Loki um, there, there's something there playing in the background of his character I'd like to know more about his character because he was very very serious He was he's not a people person at all he didn't really know what to say at the right times and he, he, he couldn't interact particularly well could he um, I'd like to know more about his backstory because it was not, not dark psycho dark like Hugh Jackman's character but there was definitely a dark side to him that made you want to know more about him do you know what i mean you see for me i feel like he fetishizes uh the cat and mouse chase his he got yeah, off why on you're right he's so i mean his captain said he solved every single case he's ever done yeah that, that you know, which, that's what which, that's what makes him gush yeah but there's there's obviously then something about him there's there's a backstory somewhere that must make him like that I wonder if there's a version of him where he had a crime committed against him. Yeah. And then he tracked down who did it in maybe a similar way to how Keller did it. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I've got a taste of this now. It was like blood in the water. He had a taste for it. I don't know. Yeah. Did you think the weather played any impact or had an impact on the story? I, d- I did think, I d- <laughs> no, I don't necessarily think it had an impact on the story, but I did think, why is it when bad things happen to people in films like this, the weather is always absolutely rubbish? Have you not why seen it- Jaws? <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Lovely beach weather. <laughs> oh, midsummer. There we go. Why, why is it when the hero goes to meet the bad guy in the middle of the forest, that by the time he gets to the forest, there's lightning and there's rain and there's thunder and everything, yet, you know... For the rest of the film, the weather's normally quite good. If Loki's but, there, that obviously means Thor's arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you've got to have atmospheric weather, haven't you? You can't have um, you can't have blue sky and sunshine when, 
when that's quite literally the opposite of what they're feeling. They are feeling that dark, yeah. brooding misery. So, yeah, I feel like the weather really did um, help thematically with that. That's what I'm going to say about that. You know what was great? Um, at the end, when Loki is driving um, Anna to the hospital um, and he's got blood gushing out of his head and it's raining and you look through the windscreen and you see his view and he can't actually see anything apart from the rain coming down so heavily on his car. That was quite dramatic. Mm. How he didn't have a crash with anything <laughs> all the way there <laughs> is unbelievable. It's, <laughs> I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit like the Wolf of Wall Street where um, ah, yes, yeah. he thinks he drove home absolutely perfectly, but he gets out of the car and the car is absolutely bad. Like, what happened? Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't see the signs on the side of the motorway that say... Driving with serious head injuries can be dangerous for other drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, this uh, last comment comes from Jason Bailey at Flavorwire. And he's not a fan of this one. He says this is an increasingly sloppy thriller filled with wow. obvious clues, laughable red herrings, and half-hearted shock reveals. Played at a snail's pace that's... let. Uh, he's played at a snail's pace that's... I can't do this today, can I? <laughs> it's played at a snail's pace that lets far too much air into the narrative. Jason, take yourself to the moon, you moron. You're incorrect. What do you want? It's a good film. Yeah, I don't get that one. I don't think it's um, half-hearted. It's, that's bloody rude. This is the director's but, first English language film as well, by the way. Did you know that? No. This is, yeah, his first film in English that he's uh, produ uh, directed. Well, he's Canadian, isn't he? The name Villeneuve is very Canadian. He's Canadian, so he's obviously very French. On français, indeed, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I I thought, there were a couple of really obvious clues, one of which led me on to potentially to it being... Um, what, what were the Alex obvious Jones's. clues to you? Well, the saying that he was too young... With When they started to link it with the other abductions, Alex would have been far too young to have done the other abductions. And this was before we'd linked his dad, or not his dad, his carer, um, but that's what made me sort of think it must have maybe been something to do with her. If they've been going back, what, they're going back 19 years or mm. something like that? Was it 29 years, 19 years? Um, so that was quite an obvious one that it wasn't him. And it also then meant as well that it couldn't have been um, Bob Taylor because he obviously wasn't old enough either to do it back then. And um, the But then it does, it, it does lead you to think, well, okay, they're here for a reason. And of course you then find out that they're all involved to a point in, in a certain way or they're all brought up by the same family and they, Bob Taylor got away and this, that and the other. But no, I, it was clever. Very clever. Did you think there were half-hearted shock reveals in this? As no. uh, Jason Bailey says. I don't think so either. The flipping reveal when he moved the clothes out of that box and there were snakes in it. Hello. <laughs> I'm so jump. sick of these snakes on this moving plane. Um... <laughs> Also, I don't feel like it was played at a snail's pace. Obviously, Jason Bailey at Flavor Wire. You haven't watched The Dark Tower or Fruitvale <laughs> Station or Animal Kingdom, have you, Jason Bailey? No, that's a snail's oh, pace. Man. Yeah, Jason no, Bailey. So why don't you take your comment, shove it out of the back door because you're wrong. It was a long film. It's two and a half hours. But it didn't feel like a long film and it didn't feel like there were bits that didn't need to be in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every part of the story, every scene linked something else together and had a point and had a meaning. You know how like you get, say, an eight episode TV series and you get like six or five or six serious episodes and then two or three filler episodes that don't really need to be there. This wasn't like that at all. The full two and a half hours was important. Every little bit of it, I was hooked for two and a half hours. Not one point did I think it was boring. Not one point did I think, crikey, this is going on for ages. It submerged you, you into this world. In. And you... Yeah. You, at I guess, at the beginning, you empathise and have sympathy for Keller's character and what he must be feeling. But then you you kind of understand a bit more about Alex Jones's character and there's a bit of sympathy there too. And then the lines get blurred between good and bad and eventually we have all this reveal. We find yeah. it was the Joneses. The Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Jason Bailey, take your opinion and stick it. Um, that was critically acclaimed on Darren and Rob made a podcast. I didn't even mean to do that. I meant to put my name first. 
Uh, now it's time for the quiz without a name, the movie review show that enjoys a good flick, but sometimes walks popcorn into the carpet. So sit back and enjoy, because the prisoner's quiz is about to start. When you when you press the button. Oh, here we go. Playing today's contestant number one. What's your name and where you're from? All right, my name's Darren and I'm from anywhere but here. You don't want to be on the podcast? Fine. <laughs> um, I don't want to do this quiz. Why? I'm really worried because I like this film so much and I'm so engrossed in it. I'm really worried that I'm going to just get like one. I'm sure um, you'll get five out of five for films you love, so it'll be fine. Nomadland. Um, I know. Are you ready for question one? Yeah, let's go. This is quite easy. I hope you get it. I always root for you in these quizzes. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a detective in the film. His last name is that of a mythological god. What was his name? Loki. Ta-da! Yes, one out of (laughs) five. If you'd have got that wrong, there's no hope. Oh, dear. No. Um, (laughs) Question two. Hugh Jackman gives a stellar performance as the father of an abducted girl. What was the name of his character? Keller Dover. Yes, two out of five. Yeah. Um, he was brilliant, Jackman, in this. He was brilliant. Indeed. No disagreement from me on that one. Um, question three. What is the primary way that Jackman's character tortures the suspected abductor? Well, he was just punching him and punching him and punching him and punching him and punching him to start with. And then we then he um, then he locks him in the cupboard, doesn't he? Or the shower area. Yeah, you're in the right area now. And then just uses hot and cold water to scold him or freeze him. That's correct. That's what we're looking for. That was with boiling hot water and freezing cold water. I'm really embracing my inner quiz show host now. Yes. Covered every base there. Literally, I mentioned every single one he did. Can't go wrong then. Uh, I think you you know the answer to the question four already. Do you want to have a guess? Um, 74. <laughs> oh, no. no, that doesn't no. count. But that's not incorrect. I'll give you the question. <laughs> Uh, Jackman's character confronts the suspected abductor of his daughter as the police release him from custody. What does the suspect whisper to him? They didn't cry until I left them. Verbatim, word for word, spot on. I have got it written down in front of me. It's highlighted and underlined because it was so important. Look at you doing your research like a proper host. I write down Um, notes and everything as I'm reading through it. I think you're going to get five out of five. I really do. Okay. And there's still plenty of time left. Just going to drag the clock out a bit more. (laughs) Uh, Question five. Getting nervous now. Get on with it. (laughs) Are you actually? No. Have some beer. You calm down. I can't. I've finished it. Question five. How does the Jones family incapacitate their abducted victims um, I don't know exactly what it was but they put something in their drink and made them drink something with uh, with drugs in it so what did they do to the, the soda say that again they, they, they poisoned the soda so you're saying they gave them a drugged soda well, pretty much yeah they got them to drink a drink that had poison in it is that your final answer yeah I don't think they ever actually mention what they put in the soda, do they? They don't suggest ketamine or anything like that, do they? Darren. (laughs) Five out of five. That's partly how... Oh, what's uh, the other Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Five out of five. I've got to make it more hard next week, haven't I? It's getting too easy for you. (laughs) It's getting too easy for you. 
But yeah, the other guy is the Birch's daughter. She didn't drink as much as her drink, did she? Which is why she was a bit more awake and able to get away. It's like, no, can I have an iced tea, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing the Prisoner's Quiz on Robin Darren Made a Podcast, Darren. Um, you've been Thanks. a great contestant. Another five out of five. So your favourite films, evidently, are Nomadland and uh, Prisoners. Yeah. Well, you won't be half right. You you didn't like Prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robin Darren made a po- that was it. I don't know why I inhaled so much then. <gasps> Robin Darren made a podcast is available on all major streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many many more. Uh, let's head back over to our glorious canary boy. Let's be having you, Matt. Where are you? So then, next week, with the letter Q, you're going to be watching the 1994 film Quiz Show, which is available on Amazon Prime, uh, starring Ralph Fiennes and John Turuturo. Um Yeah, so, as you both know, with our chats on the group chat recently, I've been finding it quite difficult to find some films with these letters coming up. Um, you know, I find it quite well, Prisoners, and then Rob went and f***ed it up. By realising halfway through the film that he'd actually seen it. And I was just like, f*** me. It's just difficult as it is already without you even remembering what f***ing film you've watched. Um, hopefully this film isn't too crap. Um, I mean, watch the trailer. It, it looks okay. Um, just don't start f***ing complaining and moaning that I'm picking shit films. I can't help it, yeah? Sometimes I have to because you've either seen it or there's nothing available that looks decent on these streaming platforms. Um, but saying that, I do think from S onwards, there should be quite some good ones. So, yes, I hope you enjoy it. And, Rob, um, if you get halfway through and realise you've watched it, go f*** yourself. Um, yeah, have a good one and I'll speak to you soon, lads. I'm so glad we installed a profanity button. <laughs> wow. What's your f***ing language, Matt? Jesus. <laughs> I think that's cathartic for him, isn't it? It's, it's been so good for like however many episodes now. It's like, oh, I really need to get this out. So, yeah, that profanity Bless button's him. come in really handy. <laughs> Quiz <laughs> show you don't miss week. any, though. There was a few in there. Oh, yeah. I think we'll let crap go. Crap can come in. That's fine. That's not a bad one. That's okay. The rest, yeah, though. Yeah, I think that was right. That, the rest are like, wowie, wow, wow. Uh, I think we've got a shout-out to do, haven't we, Darren, before we head off? Have we? Yeah. You were, tell- you were hyped about this. Oh, you're talking about my um, Instagram. That's what I'm Facebook talking about. Thing, yeah. rather. That's but, the one. So, the, the, the Tom Carriage congratulating me on my lovely chicken Kiev that I posted. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Appreciate that. It was marvellous. Oh, sorry. Oh, you. Let me finish, man. (laughs) What were you saying about Tom? What to Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for saying thanks. For saying well done. If he's listening, what do you think he'd uh, ask you to cook next? Um, Hopefully steak. I'm doing steak tonight. Sorry, it's been a while since we used that, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a... Oh, th- sorry, that was legitimately my finger slipped. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that one. Um, yeah, there was a guy on Instagram who contacted us called Captain Nosebleed who really wants to come on the show and talk about Alien. But we've seen that. So I'm wondering, maybe mm. we could get him on next week or get him to send us a clip of him talking about said quiz show film if he's up for it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Can we see if he's interested in that? Obviously, if you're listening to this before we've contacted you, big thumbs up, double thumbs up to you. Um, I mean, we don't we don't know exactly what we're doing for season two yet, do we? When we've got through this alphabet, so it could always be that you know we start you know our first show of season two could be Alien and have him on it potentially. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, but yeah, cam cap, camel nosebleed, no captain nosebleed. I don't know where the camel came from. <laughs> um, Thank you for checking us out. We really do appreciate yeah. that. Do you know what you get for that? Do you know what happens, Captain? Thank you, thank you. No finger slips for you. That was intentional. Um, 
it's time to make like, like an artist now, Darren, and we've got to draw some conclusions. We need to get this feel. <laughs> Are you sick of that now? <laughs> Do I say that too much? <laughs> Maybe once or twice too many. Uh, yeah, yeah we, need to make me giggle, though. we need to score this out of five. Zero being rubbish and five being amazing. I'm going to give okay. it a three out of five. I thought it was a great performance. I like the setting. I like the um, thriller side to it. I like the peril. I like the reveals. I like the work of all the actors. And I can't wait to see Paul Dano in Batman as the Riddler. So, yeah, you get a three out of five from me. Darren, what's this film saying to you and what's the score? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. There was loads of the acting was great. There were loads of good bits about it. I liked what I didn't mention earlier is um, at the beginning when they've arrested Alex Jones and they're interviewing him. Um, while he's been interviewed, they cut to scenes where they're doing forensics on the van as well, and they're still interviewing him in the background. You can hear him in the background. Just little things like that. I just thought were great. Um, I was just just I was going back over what we've watched already, and I gave gold for. Um, and I gave being John Malkovich four, um, both brilliant. So I think I'm going to give this. This was better, so I'm going to have to give it a four and a half. Oh, I thought you were going to say a five. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're not like breaking this down. Like this is going to have a four point one. This is going to have a four point two. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave it a four and a half out of five, and I gave it a three out yeah. of five. So yeah, what's the average, Darren? Um, I don't know, it's, it's four and a half plus three, so that's um, seven and a half. So you can't really divide that by two. Three and a half, 3.75. <laughs> it's a quite the unique score, that one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt, so. Matt, can I just say, Matt, this week, for starters, I haven't got your name wrong. And yeah. secondly, you've pulled one out of the bag here. This is brilliant, even though Rob has watched it. Absolutely. Well done, Matt. Thank you very much. And that's all the time we've got left for today. We will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.